welcome to the Lively Fresh Takes show, where we have conversations with pioneers and innovators in the world of creativity and marketing. I'm really excited to introduce my next guest, Felipe Amra, Global VP of Corona, and also part of Adweek's Top Creative 100. Welcome, Felipe. Hey, Felipe, welcome. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. It's so good to have you on board. I'm uh, really excited to hear your, your journey with Corona and also your personal journey. Um, why don't we just start there, actually? It'd be really good. Just uh, I've only touched the surface in the introduction about your, uh, your fantastic personal journey. So tell us a little bit about yourself um, and as a marketeer. No, sounds good. Thank you so much for having me here and uh, giving me the opportunity to share a little bit about my journey. Uh, basically... I started at a house of Mab in Brazil. Uh, the local operation is Mab, and that was back in 2001, so over 20 years ago. Uh, I, I used to say that I'm uh, like, I wouldn't say I'm just a marketer, you know, I consider myself a, a commercial leader. So whenever people ask me if I'm working for marketing or for sales, I would say both, you know, because uh, I believe that that's the way that marketers should think. Uh, because our role is to build brands and drive growth for the business. Uh, I started in sales back in 2001. Uh, and then after several roles in sales and trade marketing, after around eight to nine years, I started transitioning to pure marketing, let's call it. And then I had several roles in marketing in Brazil, managing some of the biggest brands there. And then from marketing Brazil, uh, I was invited to move to Peru in my first international assignment uh, as the head of marketing and trade marketing there in Peru, where I stayed for four years, uh, still for Hausa Bushi and Beth. After four years in Peru, I moved to the Central America and the Caribbean region, also leading up marketing as the head of marketing for our business there. And then after four years, I was invited to this role uh, as the global vice president for Corona in our headquarters in New York and uh, the role that I've been playing for the last six years, which is an amazing experience and an amazing opportunity to me. So I would say it's a hybrid career between sales and marketing and it was a blast for me. Well, and, and actually that, that's incredible. That's really useful to hear, isn't it? Because, you know, back in the day, sales and marketing used to be so separated, but without all of that marketing work being done properly, it makes the life of the salesperson very difficult, doesn't it? Totally. Yeah. And for me, the thing is, those are muscles that you, you need to learn when to exercise at which situation, because if you are in an operation in which the brands are really mature, really healthy, uh, you need probably to push more the sales side to keep driving growth uh, while protecting the base of these existing brands. But whenever you're not, you are in an operation in which brands are new, uh, then if you do not drive pool, uh, there's no point of having a sales force because there's no pull from consumers. So you need to understand both disciplines so that you can drive growth for the business and understand which is the moment for you to push each one of the deeper. So true. And that segues beautifully into my next question because let's uh, let's start talking about Corona and the the incredible journey and and long-term journey that it went on from being positioned as a, a beer brand to then a lifestyle brand. So what kind of drove that transition and, and and tell us about that journey? Yeah, what I would say, I wouldn't consider that a total transition. I, I think it's a, a, a natural process 
uh, of a brand that has been maturing over the years. Right. Um, every time that I talk about Corona, I like to start with what Corona stands for. What's the why behind the brand? And the reason why Corona exists in the world is to invite people to disconnect from routine and reconnect with their essential nature. So basically, it's a brand about escapism. It's a brand that has the beach as its homeland. Uh, and we invite people to get that feeling of being closer to the beach, relaxing with friends every time that they enjoy Corona bottle, Corona beer. So because we start from this notion that people need to spend more time outdoors, uh, we are a brand that intrinsically is connected to a lifestyle. And it's this lifestyle that people embrace about being outdoors and enjoying the outdoors, uh, outdoorsy uh, world. So from the very first beginning of the brand, we have positioned ourselves as a brand that embraces that lifestyle. The difference is that in the beginning, you need to establish what you stand for. You need to connect people to your purpose, to the reason why you exist. You need to introduce yourself. But the more you, people get to know you, uh, the deeper this connection needs to become. So for that, what we notice is that as the brand matures, it's not enough for you to just talk about what you stand for and what the product offers to people. You need to showcase that you are more than just that amazing product that they met and that amazing brand that they met. So you need to show again and again and again uh, ways that you embrace the lifestyle that people embrace so that they can connect to your brand story, right? So I think that that's the process. Uh, in the beginnings, uh, we were talking a lot about what the product was or the product is, sorry, uh, and what about like we believe uh, as, as a brand. But then as the brand matured in the marketing, which we were more mature, we said, okay, so now it's the moment to go to the next step to showcase more than just a great beer, you know, and we are showcasing everything else that we believe uh, in platforms that we call the lifestyle platforms of the brand. And then we start to move into more, let's say, modern and advanced ways of building brand with entertainment, with um, different initiatives, with innovation, so forth and so on. And that's so uh, good because well, what, what's really great about this story when I when we first caught up was this is a long-term brand plan, isn't it? Uh, it? It's taken years. And this is why I wanted to kind of get you on the show because we we currently seem to be in this world of kind of short-term reactive marketing so much with, you know, social media and things like that. But, you know, this all started even before you joined the brand, didn't it? And so what what's, you know, how does Corona's marketing approach really encourage this mental and physical disconnection? And why is it so important in today's world? You've done some incredible initiatives even in the last year, haven't you? Yeah, I'll say uh, this notion of disconnection, as you mentioned, can be physical and can be uh, emotion. Yeah. Uh, we, we embrace both ways. So if you think about mentally disconnecting, means that I showcase a product that whenever you open that product, you feel like you're getting transported into paradise. And we've created several ways in communication to teach people that whenever they experience a corona, it's equivalent to traveling. It's kind of almost like the cheapest way of traveling. You open yeah. a bottle and you feel like you got transported into that pristine beach uh, anywhere in the world. So this is the first thing that we, we do. But as soon as people get to understand that, 
we would love to enable people to live those physical experiences as well. And then you start to create entertainment, events, and, and lots of platforms to enable that. So uh, the Corona Sunset Festival is a big global platform yeah. in which we create events for people to experience the outdoors uh, and to watch the best sunsets of the world in the most amazing venues. So again, inviting people to disconnect, in this case, physically. Corona Island, it's an amazing example. We created a boutique resort all about sustainability and getting uh, kind of deeply involved uh, to the outdoors world. Uh, another good example of enabling people to physically disconnect. So again, it's not just about telling people what we stand for, but also showing and enabling them to experience that in a way that creates memories. Because we know that brands are a collection of memories uh, and the positive memories that we can create in a way that they relate to the brand and to the product whenever they are living experiences similar to those ones. I think we'll be sure to send, uh, to share some of those references uh, on social media because I, I, I've been watching it closely over the last month and even though they're happening in different parts of the world, it has such a really good resounding message. It kind of really it cuts through. It seems to be you know, an incredibly successful campaign. Totally. Uh, yeah. And I think that the, the beauty of Corona, uh, and you, you mentioned like, what's the challenge about, uh, like staying on this path for so long. And I think I usually define the challenge as the difference be between being freshly consistent yes. and consistently fresh. Uh, what we try to do with Corona is to stay very consistent to what we stand for. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, this has been before of my time. Like there was a really strong uh, work to build what the brand stands for, the why we exist. And my job over the last five years was to guarantee that everyone in the world understands that positioning and builds on top of that positioning without disrupting everything that brought us here. Like being freshly, consistent so that we can show to the consumers that the brand is modern, it stretches ourselves, but without losing our center of gravity, which is this notion about inviting people to disconnect more often. Because this insight that the brand embraced, which is like over 95% of people's time is spent indoors. 5% outdoors is not enough. No, and it's not quite and, actually. <laughs> and nowadays, it's even... More than that, people are spending more than 95%. So people are desperate to get to the outdoorsy world. Yeah. Uh, so the brand leverages insight uh, and offers ways for people to mentally or physically uh, experience that outdoors more often. So if we are true to that, then you can create many new ideas to either, either mentally or physically enable people to disconnect more often. So being true to the positioning, being true to the why the brand exists, helped us to be very consistent, but fresh. I, 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 again, this is one of the reasons I, I wanted to get you on the show because I've, we've spent a lot of time working with technology companies and new companies, and it was so refreshing because my background is actually, you know, um, uh, the drinks industry as well. And to hear that the importance of consistency and actually, you know, my next question is, yeah, can can you tell us more about the role of the team in maintaining that consistency? Because it's so it's just great to hear that that is empowered 
and uh, pushed through through a through a very big organization, which a lot of people say is a difficult you know a difficult thing to do, getting brand consistency and you know everybody wants to change everything when they come into a new role. So how how has your organization managed to maintain that? Yeah, I'll say this is a really good question because for a global brand like Corona, it's very important to have uh, a level of governance and clarity yeah. in the structures. So the first thing that we did, uh, and we do that for all, for all global brands at ABI, is to create a very solid toolkit on, with very clear guidelines on what to do and when. So depending on the level of maturity that your operation has and how developed Corona is in terms of its brand building journey, uh, you have tools that apply to your stage model. That's what we call the marketing stage model. So uh, we split Corona between stage zero, one, two, three, uh, and depending on the stage that you are, you start to kind of unlock tools for the uh, development of the brand. So if you're stage zero, which means that you are new to the market, you should be doing very foundational work to introduce yourself as a brand to consumers because the vast majority of people are not aware of what Corona stands for. But if you are in a stage three, consumers are pretty much aware of what you stand for. So what you need to do is to provide new news uh, to kind of keep your brand relevant and to keep differentiated from uh, competitors. So what you need to do is to fulfill the brand with even more meaning. Uh, and these new initiatives connected more to the embracement of the lifestyle that they believe are super important. So this is the first step. It's like guaranteeing that we have a very clear uh, toolkit uh, with very uh, precise stages and initiatives for what to do and when. But then uh, what we create is a process of collaboration with all of our markets that we call the ideas or global brands, which is basically we have every green briefs that are the basics of the brand. So for example, how can we make sure that Corona is synonymous with the line? Because we want to emphasize that Corona should be consumed with a line. Uh, so any ideas that can help us creating this notion that Corona and lines, they are almost like one thing, uh, are welcomed. And any partner from every, anywhere in the world can submit ideas to us. Uh, how can we reinforce the fact that Corona is made with 100% natural ingredients uh, and that we came from natural world? This is another evergreen brief. So we have like four or five evergreen briefs that we share with our communities uh, of partners and our internal teams. And people know that they can submit creative ideas at any time uh, and coming from anywhere. And if the ideas are great, we are gonna go and pilot in the market and if they are successful, we expand to the world. So for example, plastic fishing is a great example of that. Uh, I keep being connected to sustainability. Like the brief, the evergreen brief is how can we enable people uh, to avoid marine plastic pollution? Uh, how can we avoid the usage of single-use plastics? And then the team in Mexico created this amazing initiative to partner with local fishermen uh, so that we can connect them to recycling centers to make kind of the act of removing plastic to the ocean also profitable to them. And this idea was so successfully implemented in Mexico that we expanded to the world. Uh, and it's one of the most successful campaigns that we had in the short term. So this notion of having very clear guidelines of what to do and what not to do connected 
to a strong mindset of collaboration was a very strong formula. I've got to say that that fishing case study, it, it's one of the best campaigns I've seen. I love it. I, uh, I was posting about it like mad a few weeks ago because it just sets such a, such a good precedent. And what's really interesting about you've raised there because we do a lot of global work and a lot of the challenges we see when the, even the word kits come up is this regionality is how does a global central organization engage locally because everybody kind of wants to do their own thing but what you've done very very obviously but very cleverly because not a lot of people are doing it is you both you've said look here are the here are the assets that we need to follow to maintain the brand but you're opening up a very clear two-way communication for creativity which what everybody wants which is you know which is probably the core to the key to the success isn't it totally uh, yeah. i'm saying having a very clear vision of what, what the brand is and what the brand is not helped us to create, uh, let's say, centralized work that tends to work everywhere in the world. Uh, and that's also connected to a, an insight that is very true anywhere. Yeah. Now, whenever we are doing, creating the executions, we also have a very clear mindset, uh, like notion that we need to be uh, inclusive yeah. to everything that we do and making sure that the work is going to respect uh, regional nuances uh, every time that we are capturing producing work. And we do that with a very clear guideline of do's and don'ts so that the, the center of gravity of the idea can be respected, but the execution can feel relevant anywhere. So these will be created centrally. But then beyond that, to make sure that we are not giving up on the local nuances uh, then we open up the opportunity for people to pitch for ideas. Uh, and the, the biggest thing that we encourage people to do is always to think, okay, this idea is relevant locally, but could it be a global idea as well? Mm -hmm. Is that the, the answer for that is yes. Those are the ideas that from our global funds, we would go and support the local markets to implement. Uh, and once they are successful, we, ex we stimulate everyone else to copy and steal with pride. As, as we as we say that's great that's great and so big successful global brand doing amazing initiatives having two-way conversations with global and regional but you also have managed to balance sustainable and purpose-driven projects with entertainment projects you've got this kind of uh, you've got this corona studio haven't you how does that fit into the brand's overall strategy without kind of diluting the purpose stuff yeah, as, as I mentioned, depending on the stage of development that the brand is at, uh, that starts to unlock you the opportunity to kind of disrupt yourself a little bit more in terms of the way that you reach consumers and that you interact with them. And that's what we call the lifestyle platforms. Uh, because then, once the product uh, functional and emotional benefit is clear to people, so you talked enough about yourself, what we learn is that there is a certain point that you, you should start to talk about the things that you believe and the passion points that the consumers have beyond talking about yourself as a product, as a brand. So that's when Corona Studio comes to life. Uh, Corona Studios comes to life because of two elements that are pretty important. The first one is that consumers they are tired about advertising, traditional advertising, right? So they are, they are looking for ad blockers. 
They are consuming more and more entertainment. They are paying for avoiding ads. So this is a trend. This is happening already, right? So it's a big, massive trend. So this is one thing. So we said, if you want to keep interacting with consumers in a relevant way, we need to evolve beyond ads, you know, which doesn't mean that we are not creating ads anymore. You know, again, remember the model, depending on the stage that you are, uh, you need to talk about the product and ads are a very important piece of that. But then you say, okay, if I want to keep being relevant to the consumers, I, I need to offer them something else. And this something else becomes the entertainment world. But we knew that if you wanted to provide relevant entertainment, it shouldn't be about the product only. It should be much more about the things that people value in their everyday life. And that's when Corona Studio starts to play a really strong uh, role. Because instead of trying to create this product-led advertisement, we embrace the relationship with content creators, with people who already have strong communities, strong base of followers, people who, who know how to tell stories that are relevant to their audience, that comes to be our audience as well. And then we start to create this really strong relationship with them in which we empower them to create the stories that they want to tell. So basically it's a process that we build a relationship and we stimulate them to pitch ideas to us and the ideas that we feel like respect the DNA of Corona and we feel like are going to be interesting for engaging for the consumers, we sponsor and they produce these ideas to us and we distribute as Corona Studios. And above and beyond that, we also have a work stream of creating our own IPs, like we created, for example, an IP called Free Range Humans, Life Outside the Cage, which is the story about people who decided to flip that equation of 95% indoors, 5% outdoors, they did the opposite. 95% outdoors, 5% indoors. They kind of gave up on their, let's say, traditional lives. And we told the stories about them and how that impacted on themselves and on the uh, kind of everyone's lives. And it was really interesting because they became almost like uh, references for else, and their stories are a really nice way for you to disconnect mentally. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a really way to see that there is a way that you can spend more times outdoor. Those guys are the extreme of that, but it's an inspiration for the rest of us. Fantastic. And is that is that a global initiative or is that run regionally? How how does and how do you? And everything's out. It's a balance. So. Okay. Uh, the, the top of the pyramid of Corona Studios, which are the kind of the own IPs, those initiatives are created globally uh, with entertainment partners. So, for example, this project was done in partnership with Pereiro Dev. Uh, in the case of the relationship with the content creators, with those individuals who are already storytellers that we are embracing and partnering, collaborating with, this is a mix of global and local markets uh, pitching for ideas because this is based on relationships. We need to create those relationships, yeah. not one-off. Mm -hmm. There are long-lasting relationships so that we can get to know each one of the content creators to a point that we are comfortable to work together in a bigger project. So those relationships are usually built locally. Uh, and at certain points, the local markets will come to us and say, there's this beautiful story that uh, this influencer or this content creator wants to tell and they want Corona uh, to become an enabler for that story. They want to partner with us. Would you be open to? And the team in Corona Studios would assess those 
uh, opportunities and depending on the fit to our, let's say, grid and to the objectives that we had, some of those stories we would go ahead and support and, and basically pay for the cost of production. Uh, and we have, like I would say, we launch new content. We release new content every other week. Uh, there is original content that is created in partnership with people from all over the globe. And that, uh, yes, again, another brilliant reference of how global is working with local to make sure really? a, a very, sounds like a very equal balance of input into an overall global brand, which is, yeah. which is the key to success, really, isn't it? I, th I think that's the secret. The secret sauce is really? like, we sure, if you want to ask me what, what's the secret sauce about Corona, the first thing is like a very clear positioning. Yeah. Like we know exactly why we exist to the world and what we should, we want people to, to like how we want Corona to, inf to influence people's lives. Really? It's very clear. So, and we are very respectful of that and we don't change. Uh, we have very clear guidelines on do's and don'ts on how we come to life. Uh, but then we say this notion of collaboration with global and local markets, it's what keeps the, the machine because it's twofold. Like one is keeps consistency, but the other thing is like you keep the local marketing teams also engaged. Yeah, with, yeah. they feel part of uh, of the same family. Yeah. You know, it's not global or local markets. It's a whole global family of Corona uh, that some happens to be to sit in New York, some others are sitting in, in Shanghai, some others are sitting I don't know uh, in São Paulo or whatever other place in the world. And do you think that? that has come from the the larger organization is that because it's just been positioned in your overall company for so long because I, I i know i know quite a few businesses that have been after that holy grail and still haven't been able to, to manage it i'd say like probably we are not perfect uh, no. as an organization in that regards uh, there are lots of things to improve but what i'm super proud of uh, and that's not Corona specific. Some years ago, we created this marketing transformation uh, process, and we shared about that uh, in, in Cannes uh, last year uh, when we were celebrating that we became the marketers of the year. Which, yeah. by the way, repeated that uh, this year. Because congratulations, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I just sounds a bit well deserved. <laughs> we are super excited because it, it's been a journey. Back in 2018, we defined that for us to keep the business growing, we would need to transform into a uh, kind of brand building led company. Yeah. Well, and marketing would play a really strong role in creating healthy and strong brands for lasting. And that would be able to help us driving business growth. And we, because of that notion, we invested a lot of education in creating processes to assess creativity, to evaluate creativity, to stimulate creativity, uh, and to prepare our marketers to become better brand builders. Uh, and it wasn't a one-off, like it's been a process for many years. Um, and part of this process is what I just mentioned, is like encouraging people to pitch for great creative ideas, to aim to be more creative uh, and to simulate this behavior of uh, looking for the most creative ideas. But we always find this balance between, okay, it's creative, but needs to be effective as well. It shouldn't be only about creativity. The creativity 
should be used to drive business growth. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't serve the purpose of driving business growth, uh, then there is no point. So you basically, you ensure the local territories have all the right tools. They know all the objectives and targets so that in theory, when they come back with their ideas, it doesn't have, because a lot of, we've had a couple of really interesting podcasts recently um, about transformation and how transformation uh, a lot of the time is about removing all the barriers in big corporate organizations. But I suppose what I'm getting from this conversation is if you if the global brand teams have made, have created the right useful set of assets and tools, it makes the regions, regional work easier so that when they present, it's a lot more in line with the filters that you're going to have to put them through, which is during the speed up process, correct? Totally. That's exactly right. So we, we set the, the direction from global. Uh, we have very clear guidelines on what to do and what not to do or what fits and what does not fit the strategic objectives of the brand and the strategy. Uh, and then the market speech to us. And I would say that there, there are lots of ideas that do not go ahead, which is part of the process, like a funnel, right? Yeah. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And some of the ideas that we approve and that we execute, they are not successful, which is also part of the, uh, of, of the success. It's like failing it's a really strong piece of the, the success. Fantastic. Well, look, we're coming to an end, but I, uh, I have to ask, uh, there's two questions in my last question, um, which is what's been your favorite campaign, your most memorable experience at Corona? And, you know, what's, uh, what's, how, that, how has that affected the, your view on the future of marketing? Because you, like, you've got endless kind of case studies that I personally would find it hard to choose one. But you know, after your time there, what's, what's your favorite campaign and what do you think that means for the future of marketing? There's a massive question. It's fine for me because it's like ask for, asking for uh, parents, which which your favorite kid? It's <laughs> 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 like really hard. Good analogy. <laughs> to answer that, but I'll, I'll mention a few things that I'm super proud of. Great. Um, first, the most recent one, uh, we made a really big and bold uh, step to kind of start proudly claiming that Corona is made with 100% natural ingredients. Uh, it was a very big uh, commitment to get to that point. Um, and you could say Corona is a very emotional brand. How come are you going to be talking about such a functional message? Uh, and I believe that the way that we did is that we found this very smooth fact that we came from nature, like we were born in nature. So we reverence nature in everything that we do. So uh, we say that only a world like this and the beautiful world that we live in and uh, can make a beer like this. Corona is made with, made with 100% natural ingredients. So, this strategy for me was a very challenging yet powerful strategy in terms of brand building because it's talking about ourselves. But we wanted to do that in a very emotional way. And on top of all of the advertisement campaigns that we created with White and Kennedy, this notion of reverencing nature in everything we do unlocked lots of powerful creative ideas. So, for example, we created the Corona 100% natural bar, uh, a bar that is made with 100% natural ingredients. So it's basically beach bar that is created with sand and that is washed away by nature whenever it finishes. 
we created then the evolution of that, which is the Corona ice bar in the mountains in the winter. Uh, so I'm just mentioning that because it's how creativity and a very strong creative idea can then unleash other ideas. So this is one uh, platform. I wouldn't say it's a campaign. It's like a creative platform that uh, my team helped creating that I, I feel like it's a long lasting one. The other one that I would say is like this evolution uh, of the brand about kind of not talking only about the product, but about the things that we believe and sustainability is a really strong pillar on that. Uh, and Corona became the very first global brand to be able to claim that we are a uh, net zero plastic footprint, like that we remove more plastic from the world than what we generate. And again, that became not only uh, a communication platform, but a mindset uh, in which we, we always stimulate ideas that will help consumers to avoid single-use plastics. Uh, and not only consumers, consumers, other brands, corporations. So it's like Corona acting like a lighthouse for sustainability to influence organizations, people, brands uh, on how they can become more sustainable. So this is another platform that I'm super proud of uh, and that connects very well to the position of the brand. And I could mention then Corona Studios, uh, Corona Sunsets, but there is a long list when I would stay for with those two, natural and sustainability, they probably are my... Well, I'm going to I'm going to force you into talking about one uh, to save you uh, uh, um, upsetting one of your children. Because just give us a, a slight uh, uh, an insight into your latest campaign, the Sunset Festivals. Because from for it looks fantastic. And where where are you in it, and how how's it going? The, the Sunset Festival uh, it's a platform that was created uh, around I'd say eight years ago. Okay. Um, it's a it's a music festival that has nature as the main act. Uh, so basically, the the headliner is the sun. Like Good. the sun setting is the headliner of that festival. It's a daytime festival. Uh, it's a festival that happens outdoors in the most amazing places for you to watch the sun setting by the beach. That's kind of the concept behind that. Of course, that you have a lot of music entertainment happening and a really strong element of sustainability to educate people about uh, sustainable practices. So this is kind of the festival in a nutshell. But I believe that the most important thing, uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, is that the intent behind that uh, is to invite people to disconnect more often. So uh, it's a campaign that we say it's a, an occasions-led campaign because we want Corona to, be, to become synonymous with this sunsetting occasion which many people would say it's the happy hour, right? Because it happens at the end of the day, day uh, it's a sunset occasion because it's the moment that uh, the sun is setting and that you should be outdoors to experience that brilliant um, show that nature gives to us every day. So I always say it's the be best, part of, best part of the day when the sun's going down and you're having that beer, I always quote it as this is my favorite time of the day. Exactly. So we are creating this campaign that is called Follow the Sunset. So it's an invitation for people to follow the sunset every day. And then surrounding this campaign, we are reigniting this massive global property that is the Corona Sunsets World Tour that is going to touch over 12 markets this year. Uh, we have like hundreds of events happening big, small, uh, massive events. So the last events that we had 
in the first ones in the platform. We had South Africa in Cape Town. We just had Chile in Vinga del Mar, and we have like lots of others, UK, Italy, Japan, China. It's a massive uh, experience for people. And of course, that entertainment will follow with content, with Corona Studios. So it's a really nice platform, but I believe that the strategic intent, as I mentioned, always connect back to the why Corona exists, to invite people to rebalance this equation, to disconnect more often, in this case, physically. Brilliant. And so last but not least then, uh, none of us have got crystal balls, but um, what, what advice have you got for, you know, young marketers in the world, you know, this world of kind of being bombarded with social media and user generated content and all that sort of thing. What's, what's your kind of number one take out of this? Well, what kind of makes you proud and you're carrying on into the next 10 years of your brand planning and transformations? I'll say, uh, that we can, we should not never lose sight that uh, I'll, I'll talk specifically for people working in CPGs. Uh, in categories that, that are kind of massive categories that demand massive reach. Like reach is still the number one priority. Like Byron Sharp would say, you know, like it's the most important thing that you need to do. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the most, it's not necessarily the most, but that in conjunction with a really strong positioning, it's the most important thing. So never lose sight of that because sometimes the new things, the new toys, they're tiny, right? Which like they might not serve the purpose of growing the business. So you need to know how to balance those things uh, and make sure that you are betting behind uh, the new things, but with the level of intensity that new things deserve, right? So I used to say that is this notion of 70, 20, 10. Uh, the 70 is the big things that brought us here. Like they demand massive reach and it's where most of the money goes. The 10 and the other extreme are the new news. The things that are coming, you don't know if they're going to be big, if they're going to be accepted by consumers, but you should try. You should create a culture to try those things. And the 20 are those things that like you tried, they start to show signals that they're going to become big. So you keep fueling them because they already prove some level of success. But make sure that the 70, 20, 10 is respected in terms of investment and investment of money and time. So this is the one thing that I suggest to new uh, marketers in the world is I never lose sight that our brands are built based on memories uh, and you need massive reach of those initiatives. Otherwise, you're not going to be building a business. You're going to be building something that you're really proud of, but that consumers not necessarily know about it. And then that doesn't serve the purpose of building a business. So true. So true. What well, great words. Felipe, this has been fantastic. Uh, it's, uh, I've loved every conversation we've had. It's, uh, I hope all my listeners find it as inspirational as I have. Um, and uh, you're a very lucky man. You've got, you've got an incredible job. And you can tell by the smile, smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. I love talking about, about Corona and about everything that we do at ABI. Super proud of the, the work on Corona. Super proud about being part of ABI this amazing organization, uh, because honestly, I'm just here representing a massive team of people from all over the globe. I'm lucky to be the one representing the team and I'm lucky to have the support from uh, everyone all over the globe because it's basically what led 
to this very solid brand building strategy and to the growth that Corona has experienced. So that's also good to take them. Yeah, and I would say to anybody, if you want to see the proof, just go onto LinkedIn because watching you guys on LinkedIn as a kind of a global community within your business is uh, very, very nice to see. There's there's some fantastic people sharing fantastic stories and successes. So congratulations. Uh, Thank uh, you so much. Thank you so much and thanks for having me here. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that's another show over. Please like and share. Join us for the next one. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.